Hi there, my name is Sean Sunday, my pronouns are he, him, and this is No Capes, the show where we talk about creator-owned comics with creators who own comics. Each week a new creator joins me to chat about a book we've both read and loved. This show is initially recorded as a video talk show, so if you want to see what we're showing on the screen while we talk, head over to the Brainbee Studios YouTube and watch that video. If not, head down below to the description, open up the comic, and read along while we chat. Thanks for listening, enjoy the show. Okay, good morning everyone. I am live today with David Oakham of Oakham Arts, and today we're going to talk about a really interesting new comic on today's fun third episode of No Capes Computer, which hopefully should work a little better. And uh, today's comic is Oliver. It's a sort of a dystopian retelling of the Oliver Twist story by writer Gary Witter and artist Derek Roberts. Dave, why don't you introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are before we get started. Sure, sure. Well, first off, I'm going to apologize guys if i break up a little bit audio wise or video internet's doing weird things this it's evening here where i am in canada uh i um my name is david oakham i uh, write and uh comics uh, i'm getting back into comics next year which i'm kind of excited about i actually probably haven't done a comic since um gosh maybe 20 i don't know 2015 <laughs> 2017 so i wanted to make sure i got back in and uh I've been doing a lot of role-playing game material, uh, paper miniatures and uh, adventures and role-playing games. Uh, and I've always kind of meant to kind of come back to comics. I'm a teacher full, so that takes a lot of my uh, energy and time and focus. So uh, I do this, you know, as something I love, something I love to do. Uh, um, and, you know, looking forward to getting back into comics in the, in the new year. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see uh, come up with I really retro style paper minis especially um, I love all of them but pro spy ones really yes. really tickle me uh, oh those are fun to do yeah, yeah yeah so I'm looking forward to to seeing those especially because <laughs> that ties in with some of the projects that I'm doing earlier wanted um, yeah so if you if you have the time we're mm-hmm. gonna shout out at Dave's socials and things so you can find his work so definitely go to Dave's work but for now I'm gonna show you cover for talking about so this is Oliver um, fair warning I am a little rusty on it I have Eddie but David just reread it again as well um, I really love it I've read up to issue four mm-hmm. myself um, as you can see you know the art is a very Derek Robertson yeah. style but it's also um, a little softer in color palette than some of his other work cool uh, at least the, the cover style uh, me we go so Diego Rodriguez is the color yeah um, I found the uh... The style, yeah, yeah. The style had a, a softer edge to it from his other stuff in Transmetropolitan and The Boys. Um, yeah. I found uh, there are some elements that were very familiar with his style, but um, okay. there was a, a sort of a wistfulness to some of it, which I thought was kind of nice. Uh, I was kind of pleasantly surprised with that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think the... that's why it really caught my eye. It was something a little different. Yeah, that's right. And like the line art is still very Derek Robertson. Um, this colorist combo with his line art is really... I'm just flicking through it a little bit while we talk. Um, but here we've also got um, Simon Boland is the letterer. I have seen that name around. Apologies, Simon, if you... I have a terrible memory and I can't remember what lettering in, but you did a great job in this comic. Uh, and Drew Gill, a really great job. Logo and production design. I think it really suits the tone of the story in that sort of post-industrial, not exactly post-apocalypse, but post-tragic event sort of world setting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we don't really yeah. know exactly yeah, what's and going that, on. Yeah, that, and that's one of the elements I think that's kind of... Go on. Yeah, it's, there's a, there's a, you know, there's clones and there's mutants and there's uh, there's something else going on, but um, it keeps that you know that element of the story a little vague. I think that keeps it interesting. I think. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah, just to show what Dave and I were talking about here, I've got, I'm not sure if you can see the Twitch screen right now, but I've got um, the first page with the figure mm. in the hazmat. I can. Yeah. So I've got that first okay. page with the, the person in the hazmat right. suit walking, walking through, through London. Rubble. Yeah. And you can see that something real bad has happened. Yeah. <laughs> And I noticed that in the in the writing in those first couple of pages, it's um, uh, basically uh, from Richard II. There's a deathbed speech that's being spoken, mm-hmm. and those are the you know the you know this sceptered isle, you know the very famous Shakespeare quote uh, is be, is being used. And um, it's funny because in that in that quote, uh, I mean I I've, I haven't taken a Shakespeare course since university, but I've taught Shakespeare since uh, to high school. And, and that that quote itself is it's, got, it's like it's building up what England is and how it's so special and wonderful. But there's an irony to it because um, it's a deathbed speech where the character is predicting it's a prophecy of the fall of England uh, under Richard II. So um, there's this sort of uh, portent to the words, even though even though the words are kind of, you know, building it up and making it sound, you know, amazing, there's an irony to it, right? And I think that it matches really well with the imagery as she's kind of uh, plodding through the streets of, of you know, just blown out London. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I actually didn't recognize speech myself because I haven't shaken that action. Uh, was really cool to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to skip, I'm going to go through like the first three pages. Yeah, and there's a lot of Shakespeare references only. in there. Yeah, they don't, sorry. Yeah, you go, Dave. Okay. Yeah, I think we have that Australia to Canada delay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just about to say that to everyone. Just so you know, guys, there is a small lag. What I'm saying and what David is, it might take a couple of minutes to figure out our rhythm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah so, the, the, you know, I was, I was very, I thought it was very cool. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. There's a lot of Shakespeare reference in this. Uh, and of course, Oliver for Oliver Twist. But I think the Oliver naming comes from As You Like It, uh, oh. with the character from As You Like It, So, um, who's a real horrible character in, the, in As You Like It. But at the end, just think all these, like, you know, think Oliver, and you see this little, you know, waif of a kid, and he's sort of with a, you know, Fagin and his, and his crew. Um, just when you think, okay, he's doing Shakespeare, not not Dickens. There's a Dickens quote at the end of the at the end of the uh, yeah the end of the book there, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, the kicker, no. right? Yeah, I, no, I really like. Um, yeah, so I'm going to show the first three pages of the comic so that we don't spoil it. Sort of a look at we're on page two now, David, um, which has got the, the this happy breed of men. Okay. This little world, this precious stone set in the silver sea, which serves it in the off wall or as a moat defensive to a house. The envy of less as this figure is still trudging through this destroyed mm-hmm. London with nuclear hazard sign barriers up. There's massive whole streets, so we know something terrible. I don't know. I actually have to reread the whole series because I can't remember how much has revealed, but I do know that even though they revealed some things in yeah, further... Yeah, I think... Uh... Yep, sorry, Dave. Yeah, I think that well, there's a couple of like landmarks. Like I think um, uh, Nelson's column is you know is crashed down, and I think there's uh, uh, the Ferris wheel, London. I think there's uh, all those you know London Eye. All those elements are are in there uh, as sort of ruins, and I think that's the uh, that's the kind of reference. And then uh, all the great Victorian tenementlings, which seem to have survived this battle unscathed, <laughs> mm. which is pretty cool. Uh, so it's like the the modern era has has been sort of stripped off uh, and the late and, and then the sort of um, Victorian era underneath London is still yeah no I actually, uh, it's still yeah. there so it kind of it, it has that Dickensian feel uh, yeah now that you point yeah. that out yeah I really like and yeah actually yeah we're on that third and the bird the pigeons are flapping mm-hmm. yeah so there's always going to be pigeons yes there will always <laughs> even if they've got six wingy eyes there will always be pigeons <laughs> um, Melbourne in Melbourne is yeah, this, yeah yeah 
<laughs> there's some great great um, architecture as well in Melbourne. Yeah, I went there for the first time here for PAX Rio. There is some really interesting architecture in it. The city hasn't 100% given in to the brutalist craze that a lot of Australia, uh, particularly Brisbane where I live, <laughs> really got into brutalist architecture. But um, I was so surprised by Melbourne. There's still so many of the old brick buildings. Even a lot of the skyscrapers still look interesting. But then there's a whole bunch <laughs> of art architecture throughout the city. Weird bits sticking out that are all colourful and interesting. There was one building that was part of a museum, two half spheres smushed together at the rounded edge. And that's like okay. a, a walkway between oh, two buildings. Cool. Yeah. And they're see-through, so you can see in them and see the people walking between these two bubbles. Wow. And, and it is a city that is... Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and, and I found it was definitely lived up to the hype of being an art. It is a city that is proud of its art, not just its street art. There's, yeah, the photos I've seen... Yeah, there's sculptures yeah. everywhere. Street art on the walls everywhere. They actually have, like, city-funded people that meet you in the pamphlet map to where all the different street art alleys of Melbourne, so you can do a tour. That's amazing. Yeah, Montreal is kind of like that, kind of a curated city in that sense. Yeah, I have heard, heard good things at one, one when yeah. we can finally leave. Um, I'm right. So what I'm going to do right now, everyone that's right. watching... That's right, when, when that happens again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to click back over to our main screen so the arch are going to come off so i hope a good look um the good thing is that as dave and i were talking just before we started your webcam is back oh cool ah. yeah, there's, there's a really cool comment in chat. Oh, i'll have to do puppets for you <laughs> um oh there we go i'm back <laughs> um mitch twitch shed says, oh, yeah, uh, yeah this kind of vague background drives how it could possibly be all of the the classic written word against dystopian England is very... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, that was the thing about this book. I, I We had talked about looking at a couple of books, and then this one came up and it just stood out. I mean, it just uh, became something that kind of reminded me of, you know, new wave comics from the 80s. Yeah. And, and this uh, grittiness, like a 200, you know, 2000 AD kind of grittiness to it, you know? Which, uh, you know, and the art kind of reminded me of Brian uh, Boland a little bit. Just had this nice, you know, feel like it it, it existed already. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love when a project comes together like that, where it feels like it already exists. And then uh, then it, when it was released, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think that the Oliver Twist element of it, um, you know, was kind of undermined a little bit, you know, characters... Uh, were named after Shakespeare, and uh, you know the, there was a lot of Shakespeare references. But then, you know, right at the end, it comes back with with uh, with Dickens. So I I, I love all those uh, interactions. Yeah, that, um, I, I like how that uh, would put in there. Yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting. I like that clever mix of sort of a deliberate nod to both universes. Yeah, you don't need yeah you don't need a literary degree to enjoy it, but it helps. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a lot to it. It's meaty. That's one. That's, yeah. that's one thing I like about it. That's a, what's uh. actually uh, especially good. I, you on the show today to talk us. I didn't know about a lot and studied a lot of that stuff, so I'm finding out a lot more about. I really enjoyed the depth of the story on its own, but knowing about all these other little extra things is unveiling uh, mm -hmm. unveiling more layers. Yes. Yeah. And it's also funny when you take a look at Witta's work as a, as a whole, right? You know, he did uh, Rogue One and uh, After Earth on these other, you know, stories Ooh. that he's done, um, where they're kind of sort of stories about um, atonement with the father figure, right? And uh, I think that's what this whole story is kind of moving towards. With You know, the, the, the main character that saves Oliver is named Prospero. And, you know, he's like the ultimate yeah. fallen father figure, you know. So... I think Witta has a couple of, you know, things he's working out himself, but uh, I think there's a, some really great uh, themes that resonate. I mean, you know, in, uh, uh, what do we call that now? Um, in Rogue One, 
uh, the main character's father make you know designs the Death Star, you know, yeah. and leaves a, a secret message for how to destroy it in there. Uh, and that has to kind of um, you know redeem the character by you know by delivering the the plans. Yeah, uh, I think that that you know this theme of uh, of a father who needs to be redeemed or atoned with is is very similar uh, in Oliver because uh, his dad moves to Rome, abandoning his mom and, and to, to collect some money and immediately dies. You know, it's like. So there's all these all these characters, all these references in yeah. in this book uh, and in all of Witta's work, I think that that has this uh, the same theme, um, you know, kind of repeating, yeah. and the whole idea of of a child, maybe raising a child, is is really what this first issue of Oliver is all about. Yeah, and I actually also really like um, the. I just realized that he also was the screenwriter for the Book of Eli. I actually forgot that was him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even and I just found out one. about something he was working yeah. on that hasn't happened that i'm actually kind of sad about now um he was working on a script known as the monkey project okay which was, what was he working be on an animated journey okay. to the west oh that would um, be a, that would be an amazing uh animated movie. yeah it was going to be a series apparently um uh apparently was working on it with someone named chris west not familiar with that name um but weston pulled out of the project and there's no more information okay. about what happened so if that ever comes to be that would be really cool i think yeah it would be that, that sounds amazing yeah um but you know, it's kind of fun to take a look at yep. what, what a writer has done in the past, or you know, what what, what themes reoccur, what keeps coming up. And I think um, it it's sort of. Uh, I mean, he keeps referencing it with all of his uh, allusions to Shakespeare, allusions to Dickens. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, he he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> I don't think it's an accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's um, it's Gary that has his own show. Um, he's got. He's been on a few different podcasts, but he's got that uh, Animal Crossing talk show now. Animal Talking. Oh, okay. That sounds amazing. Yeah, a uh, late night talk show in the form of an <laughs> online stream, live stream set in the video game Animal Crossing called Animal Talk. And he's had uh, guests like uh, Elijah Wood, Brie Larson, and Danny Trejo. Sounds fun. Yeah, I, I don't play Animal Crossing, but that looks like it would be fun to watch. Um, I know that I'm not surprised that Elijah Wood went. He's famously a big player of Animal, but I didn't know the others were in. Although. Um, Danny Trejo has been involved in so many randomly sure. wholesome things that I'm not surprised by that either. <laughs> yeah, I loved Animal Crossing on GameCube. That's where I played it. So oh, cool. I haven't played the new one, but it was relaxing f fishing. I'd go fishing. I'd do some gardening. You know, yep. it was fun. Wholesome. Yeah. I think you said wholesome. Yeah, wholesome. <laughs> It looks pretty fun and wholesome, and so yeah. But that's I, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad they're using. Um, yeah, I'm glad. It's cool how um, that sort of Animal Crossing has become a, a sort of medium for people to do other things. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I know people that you know really love the game, and yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that there are some people at the moment planning a wedding because they have to be social distancing and they can't have all their oh, friends wow. together. So they're actually going to hold their wedding in Animal Crossing instead, so their friends can all come. That's amazing. Like I know in Fortnite. Um, you know, bands have done concerts where people have gone to see the concert in the yep. game. And tenant. I think that's kind of a trailer. meta idea. That's just kind of cool. Okay, right. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of use of um, of that kind of interactive media, I think, that can, yeah, it, can really be, yeah. you know. It's really cool, you know, actually. Yeah. Added bonus <laughs> to, to content. Yeah, that's it. And I know my work alt uses for the technology that they've... Um, for anyone watching that doesn't know, obviously, I am working for Ardent Roleplay up here as their community manager. Um, and they are an augmented reality TTRPG 
app and it's really cool actually like i was a big fan from like last pax when i went to melbourne the first met them um and they showed they did a demo for me i was blown away by it and then suddenly now i'm working for them in social media which is a really great turn of events for me because i'm already super cool, excited about it. but i know they're looking at other applications uh apparently there's a whole bunch of companies decent and a relatively affordable ar glass in the next couple and so like that could be really cool if they can be okay. hooked, hooked up with an app like ours yeah. because you wouldn't need the phone anymore it you know the the whole thing is we've got this little deck of cards yeah and you slap them on the table scan them and a D&D monster in 3D appears on your table hmm. and without having yeah, to... Yeah, I think it's, it's really cool and I, I, I think the best kind of technology is if you can, yeah, if you can, if you can have that technology uh, have some staying power because there's so many, what happens is so many platforms change and so, um, the, you know, the really cool augmented reality thing you're playing on your phone now when the new, when the new phone comes out, no, oh, it's, you know, you can't do it anymore. Exactly. So it's, it's good to kind of, for that to adapt, to regen, you know, to, to regenerate with the, with the technology and grow with the technology. Yeah. Uh, it could be really cool. Um, I think the more, the more it can be, uh, the more enjoyable, the more enjoyable it will be in the long run. Yeah. yeah. That's actually yeah. giving me ideas. For uh, so that's, yeah, there's be, some really cool, yeah. cool, like, yeah. Yeah. It's actually making me think of ways that like people could apply that into comics, like, uh, for covers, mm -hmm. especially like, let me just find one random card that's nice, but, um, like these are the cards. If you could do a cover that's just as like that, and then scan that with your AR app on the phone, and like mm -hmm. the characters on the cover <laughs> appear, and you can like turn them around and stuff, and have a good look at their outfits and costumes and stuff like that, that would be really cool. Like uh, just get an added layer to comic. It would be, yeah. I like. Yeah, and even in uh, the sort of idea of the interactive comic, you know. Mm. Like... Exactly. I like if you, especially comics that include a lot of back matter. Yeah, it's almost like those two. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you can get like the who's who, uh, you know, a bit of origin, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing is kind of cool. Um, I, I always see them as sort of, I always see them as sort of side quests, you know, like you could do in the story. So, like, hey, what's down this alley, you know, like. Yeah. You could, you could, it could be a real rabbit hole, you know, like a. Yeah, exactly. That'd be really cool. Like certain panels, if they could be drawn to work as AR mark, and you can scan it, and something extra pops up, like you know, you know, like so many comic book creators include all these little details hidden in the background of the story that people don't notice they can read through. If those details could be done with augmented reality as well, that would be yeah, yeah, really cool. That would feel extra rewarding for noticing those details. Like, oh, oh, there's a thing that the character hasn't noticed yet. Let me scan that and see if it's 3D. <laughs> that would be really fun. Yeah, I had to do that for everything, but uh, it would be it would be fun to do a couple times in an issue. Yeah. Um, I've been watching uh, The Expanse on uh, Amazon Prime, mm. and one thing I know I like about Amazon Prime is that if you you drag the the, the, the cursor down, uh, it gives you all like all the names of all the actors yeah, the in the show thing. and and who they are and who, you know. What other shows they've been in? Yeah, so I think that's that's a really that's a fun add-on uh, to, yeah. to you know the, the technology. Um, I don't want to. Sometimes it, it takes me out of the the story, which I don't like, but um, but I do like to have that opportunity. Uh, so you could switch it on and off. I'd like that even better. <laughs> uh, you can. Are you listening, Amazon? I think I remember. <laughs> I remember turning that off so it didn't pop up all the time. Okay. When I was well, there you go. Advanced. It's my, my my wishes. I had to look up how to do it, but I figured. Okay. Out well, that you I've could. just got to use it more often. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah, because I I binged that a couple just before. The, oh, that's good to know. Last season came out. 
I watched all four seasons in like two weeks. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. it's a great getting, show. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It is. Getting back to Oliver, <laughs> though. We're, we're just going off topic. Yeah, but no, but that's 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 the beauty of this is that it, it always goes a little bit off topic, but it's always a really good talk. Um, I've only done a couple of these so far, but I've never had a time where we stayed completely on topic or a time where the topic off topic talk wasn't really. In- uh, I'm actually going to do a new one soon with Frankie White because something went wrong with Frankie's audio uh, and it's got oh, all no. my audio for the entire episode and no Frankie audio which was a bummer because it was a really good talk yeah. about uh, a comic written by another friend um, that just came out via Kickstarter uh, okay this one uh, and just before we get back onto Oliver I'll show you this because this is my oh, favorite huh? hardcover ever the first time I've ever seen what they've done with this done in a comic oh wow that's really neat I love the layers of that yeah and you know of course photo booth opportunity ah! <laughs> It was a really good... You're in there. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really good marketing yeah, idea that's really with cool. the design. Every single person that got their Kickstarter rewards that backed for the hardcover was tweeting selfies using that as a as a photo frame. Yeah, so well, it's, it was, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's irresistible. You have something like that. Right? It was the first thing I did. I opened it up and she's like... Um, that was Chris Panda. Uh, he's the, the <laughs> artist for the book. That's... And he came up with the idea to do that with the cover. And it's like it's a full die-cut spot UV cover. It's brilliant. Yeah. No, it's really a, a neat idea. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to check it out, Dave, they've actually got that still open for pre-orders via Indiegogo for more books. They funded via Kickstarter, but they also did uh, the Indiegogo thing so they could do the in-demand and have oh, cool. a store open long-term. Yeah. Um, so I've only found out the other day they're still taking orders, which is cool because there were some bits okay. that I couldn't afford when I was back in the Kickstarter that I wanted to get some of the collectible bits. Ah. So I'm going to go check. That. They did like a, a challenge coin. And that sounds cool. Yeah, the helmet. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, now getting actually yeah. getting back on topic. Um, I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, that looks really really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this this world of Oliver. Um, spoiler warning: If you haven't read it yet, this might get a little spoilery while we actually talk about some of the stuff that's in issue one. We're not going to go past issue one because David hasn't read it. I honestly can't remember what happens outside issue one yet. Um, but <laughs> it is free on Comixology right now. Issue one of Oliver, you can go and download it right now and read it. So do that. And if you haven't read it yet and you don't want to get spoilers, come back and rewatch the VOD later this afternoon or on YouTube tonight. But we're going to get into the meat of it. Um, so yeah, it's set in... Uh, England, post something super tragic. Uh, if I remember rightly, correct me if I'm wrong, David, it was, uh, they, they spoke about uh, a virus coming through or like uh, uh, the air became toxic. Something. Well, I think, yeah, no, I think, I think the way it's described um, and it's done like in a magic lantern kind of way, which is kind of a throwback to the whole Victorian thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, there's uh, clones that are bit made. Uh, like a million clones, over a million clones are made by England to fight this war. And then uh, uh, there's some catastrophic event. It could be uh, that they use nuclear weapons. It could be a, a virus. It could be a uh, biological weapons. It's kind of vague in the first issue. Uh, but um, essentially, there's nothing left to fight for. So the war just ends. And, and, and the um, the clones who are kind of genetically engineered to survive in this harsh environment uh they're they've they've been sent to uh you know london's core probably because it's been and the rest of humanity or the i think they call them pure pure bloods or pure breeds or something they um they are uh they they have sort of uh, put the the clones in this area and uh um so oliver this is this you know what happens at the beginning is born 
uh, by a Hume uh, in this area and raised by the um, the clones because they say if they send them out, they're going to kill them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a it's a sort of a mercy that they're going to do to raise him, you know, as one of their own. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and we don't really know a lot about true origin in the but we we do know i'm just gonna flip to sure that one thing remember yeah from from my memory we don't find out a lot about his origins (laughs) that's good that's a good point yeah yeah no that's right yep i did remember no Um, other than the fact that there's something about him when he's yes and yeah and there's um uh there's some that they haven't told uh, oliver as a child and i think um the banquo says to prospero that uh, you know, he's going to hate you if you don't tell him now, right? If he finds out later. Yeah. So there's something that has may, makes Oliver special, right? Because he can survive in this poison environment uh, yeah, which, for some reason. So yeah, which no humans why. are supposed to be able to. And obviously, since he actually has hair, he's not a right. clone. All of the clones are bald, completely bald. You know, no no eyebrow. Oh, no, no they do have <laughs> eyebrows, I think. Yeah. But no, no head, facial hair, no head hair. They're completely genetically bald. But Oliver is not. So we know he's not. A, but there is something special about him. He can survive yeah. and seems to be a little more than like he does seem from what I remember seeing just then of him running around the city. He has got a little more speed and strength than he should for his age. He's a, a little, he's very agile. He can jump from, yeah, from like building he's, to building um, without, without too, too much worry. And he's got that quarter staff. Yeah, stick right. He's got that stick. He's always using. Uh, and now, to me, uh, one quibble is mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be like three years later, and he appears to be like maybe ten <laughs> or something. So maybe it's an accelerated growth. Yeah. Maybe the clone, you know, maybe there's some of that element, or maybe there's some mutation yeah. or something, or he's just drawn that way. Um, but yeah, no, he definitely. Well, they show him standing next. So to there's something the there that makes him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they show him standing next to some of the clones, and he's definitely taller than a three-year-old. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that there's, and, and that's that's specifically stated like three years later, right? Oh. So I think that there's, that's the clues uh, ahead to indicate something is up, right? That he's yeah. not um, just a standard human, right? No. And there's the, a couple they, of little little hints in there. Exactly. Uh, now I haven't read on. I want to read on, but I yeah. No, yeah. It, it, it. I will. Uh, I will take a look at mentioned. that. Uh, as the the story progresses, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and it, it ended with that quote. You That's just right. Yeah. About if you and, just, and and I think if you don't tell him now, he will hate you. And that's yeah, and that that kind of also harkens back to the whole, you know, um, atonement with father, reckoning of a, of a, of of the father figure. Um, you know, not telling a child a secret. I mean, it's that's classic Dickens, right? <laughs> so, yeah. um, um, you know, it's it's it kind of resonates through uh, Witta's work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, side if seen it, uh, Derek shout out Twitter said uh, that he's glad we like the book. Awesome! That's really amazing. Yeah, he's, I love his work. It's just, I mean, his work in the boys is so cool. Uh, yeah. You know, which is um, you know something that's you know spin spun off into its own thing now with the series. Yeah. Yep. And but, I'm actually. Uh, uh, yeah, he's done some amazing stuff. Oh, I did. I did. I was. I was looking. Hang on, I lost you there. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Uh, I lost the end of your sentence there. Yeah. Oh, I said um, I did. A bit, oh, okay. I was doing a bit digging <laughs> yep. when I was looking at this book, and uh, the 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 book he pulls out of the bookshelf that uh, Prospero p- pulls out of the bookshelf. It's As You Like by by William Shakespeare, and he uses the name Oliver from the book. He was going to say Frederick, but he he got a uh, Banquo says something really funny that there's so many Fredericks already, yep. right? Uh, so, but he chooses Oliver, and if you look at the character of Oliver in Shakespeare in As You Like, his name is. Oliver Du Bois. So I don't know if that's a, a nod to uh, you know Derek Robertson's um, work in um, in The Boys or not, mm. or if it's just random happen. 
happenstance, but it's a it's a wacky it's a wacky coincidence. It is, Derek. If you happen to be watching still, feel free to jump in the chat and answer. <laughs> and you actually just reminded literally just this second when yeah. purchased <laughs> the new comic has just done with DC, um, Hellblazer with Tom Taylor. The which new comics or that last um, part was cut off for me. The new comic he's done with DC Comics, the new John Constantine Hellblazer comic with Tom Taylor. Oh yeah, okay. And, I'm, I'm not going to claim actual to credit look, for this, that but I like to think that I had something to do with this because I was pestering them a couple of years ago for so long to work together. I'm like, hey, you guys, you two should work together. You two should work together. And then like a couple of months later, there's like, oh yeah, I just got off the phone with Derek Robertson about a really cool project. So <laughs> I, I like to I like to imagine that That's I funny. had some kind of influence over that and in getting two of my favorite comics people together. Because uh, Tom is a local, actually. Like he's... Um, down in Melbourne, um, and I, I chat with him every Comic-Con and okay. try to pick up one of his comics if I've got the cash. Um, he's my favorite classic heroes. Uh, um, he also wrote a really good Star Wars comic a while back. He's written a few, but it was um, Star Wars Invasion. So it was like Jedi Master Luke and having his academy, okay. his own academy and all that sort of stuff. And it was where the, I uh, can't remember their name now, but they're the aliens that wore like crab armor that was lightsaber proof and they uh, were force resistant. And uh, it had okay. one of my favorite Luke Skywalker mm. scenes ever in that book. Where he jumps out of a troop transport from hundreds of meters above this battlefield in full black robe with his green lightsaber blazing. Uh-huh. And as he lands, slams his hand into the ground and does a force push so powerful that it still manages to knock a whole battalion of creatures over. Even though, like, other Jedi were trying to force push these guys and they just kept walking through it because the force barely affects them. Right. And it was just this this incredible moment of showing that Luke Mm. has actually achieved balance in the force within himself. And it was... Right. Yeah, it was that Well, that's cool. I I like how how they're expanding things yeah 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 it was very cool and it yeah, was sort there's, of a there's some really good uh, really good stuff out there yeah it was sort of a shame that they didn't go a little bit more with that sort of storyline with luke in the movie showing him like really at peace with the force and with himself that would have been really cool i did really enjoy all the new movies but i was mm-hmm. kind of hoping for a little bit mm-hmm. more of that because that sort of um that version of luke uh has uh, that the uh, well, they can't give us everything we want exactly <laughs> Yeah, that version of Luke believes that there is no light side or dark side <laughs> of the Force. There is just the Force, but there are bad and good people. So if you that's use interesting. The, yeah, if you use the Force out of anger yeah. and selfishness. Yeah, I, have, I haven't cut up. Yeah, um, well, I think it's on. I think it's on Comicsology. It's out of print now. Um, you can't get it uh, in print, but it's a really good storyline, and it actually has um, the Solo twins in it. Okay. Well, I'll have to. Well, I'll have to. I have to look for it anyway. I could read it digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on here, and yeah, I just picked up. The new Hellblazer, which I'm really looking forward to because Tom loves superheroes and writes them really well. Uh, almost all of my absolute favorite moments in recent superhero comics, because I don't read a lot of them anymore because there's so many crossovers left, right, and center and whatnot. But uh, if I find out that Tom Taylor and Gail Simone, especially, are two of my top writers, it's hard to keep up. Yeah, it is. Uh, if I find out that those two are writing one of those characters, Bam, you, I'm on it. Um, Tom Taylor did a, a short run on Spider-Man a little while ago. And that's the nice thing about Twitter, because you find out you find out alert early. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, Tom did a short run on Spider-Man a little while ago, and he did one epi- issue in particular that was solely about Spider-Man visiting this little boy who has cancer. Okay. He did, This kid loves Spider-Man, and he wanted to meet him, and so he went and visited him in hospital and played make-believe with him for a day. And that's what the entire 
issue is wow and it was really really sweet that's great i love it when innovation yeah yeah and it's a nice story you know it's, and i like when they when they take your expectations and what a superhero comic can be and do something fresh and new with it and that yeah that humanizes it i think to a certain degree yeah it sounds, have you... it sounds amazing it, it was. It was really good. Have you read the Injustice comic? No, I haven't. Um, um, yeah, I've a... been. Oh, I've been busy. It's been hard, yeah. to, hard to keep up with comics. Oh, no. No, the no, past no. couple of years. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think they're they're on Comicsology as well, and they've actually got a prequel series that just came out recently. Um, but they're based off the Injustice video game. But it's like it's Tom Taylor's story of that world, and it has. Even though it's like a, it's a darker, nastier world, it's the world that gave us angry, despot, dictator, super... But it gave us that in a real deep and meaningful way. Like, it showed us Superman at his prime, and then the horrible events that led to his fall. But also, it gave us some of the absolute most golden, classic, pure moments of certain characters. Like, that really showed a, a fundamental understanding of what that is, and who they are. Like, it's there were some of the best Alfred moments I've ever seen in comics in this series. Including one, you know, uh, do you remember from, like, the 90s slash early 2000s, uh, Lex Luthor having that Everyman project? I don't know. Oh, it was, it was this, this thing where he that made pills. That was in pills. The, the regular DC continuity, or was that yeah, in Yeah, yeah, it was in the regular DC. It was this thing he did where he made pills that would give people superpowers. Okay. Um, yeah, so they, they take that a bit of a step f further, and they steal Luthor's formula. No, I, don't, I, I didn't see that one. Yeah. In in this universe, they steal the formula to for the super strength pill, so that they can fight on the level of... Cause Superman has Wonder Woman on his team and everything when he start, decides to take over. And so we actually get a beautiful scene where Superman right. invades the Batcave and you see Alfred just berate him verbally and then pop a pill and break his nose. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, he just... He just walks up to him after he's popped the pill and boom, headbutts him in the nose. Yeah, I remember um, there was... Blood everywhere. <laughs> that would be unexpected. Yeah. Um, I think there was a, an issue of uh, All-Star Superman where uh, Lois Lane is given powers for a day. Mm, so she yeah. can have powers and Superman can have powers. And I love that issue. That's a great. It was a great story. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, a, that was a good one. There's a wistfulness to it, you know. Yeah, that's it. The, reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, there was some great, there was some great stuff. Um you know, with 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 Oliver, yes. one of the things that made me think about it because when you mentioned um, uh, Alfred and uh, you know the continuity and all that sort of thing, um, one of the things I, I liked about it is that it felt like it, the story. Maybe it's all the references to everything else, but it felt like yep. the story itself had has sort of percolated for a long time. It's it felt like um, it felt like there was a a back a, a solid backstory to what yeah. was going on. And you sort of picked up an issue and you were like, wow, okay, what is this all about? You know, like, I'd like to know more about this. And yeah. who are these guys? And why is, you know, why are the, you know, why are the clones over here? And, and so there's, it, the way it's presented is it's almost like there's a, uh, a canon uh, already kind of built in, yeah. uh, which is kind of a nice, a nice little uh, approach, right? You know, you, so you had, the, you had this, this desire to learn more. I think that yeah. that's that's what this made this one really stand out. Uh, I think there were a couple a couple comics you'd sent me like, hey, wait, look, let's take a look at some of these. And this one, I just you know after the second look at it, I just thought, wow, like I want to know more about this con. This con. This is, it has a nostalgia feel. Like it feels yeah. like a late '80s, early '90s gritty comic. You know, from England, but yeah. at the same time, um, there's this <laughs> to it that has for for the Oliver character that um, you know has all of the all the elements of anime and 
uh, video games and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I really liked that about it too. When I first read the first issue, shit, it's finished. I, I just had to, I had to sit there and wait. I think I missed that. Oh, so when I first finished oh, the yeah, first yeah. issue, I was just, just immediately like, yeah, oh that's shit, true. it's over. And, and I, and I, you know, so I think, I think that, <laughs> well, it just got interesting too, because, you know, you st it starts, uh, the first issue, uh, start, you start realizing that Oliver, you know, things aren't adding up, you know, he's not three, he's not, he's not a regular human. He should be dead. He should be, you know, he shouldn't be breathing. And there's this reaction shot, I think, when, um, Prospero uh, is told by Oliver, you know, why why can I, you know, why how come I didn't die? And yeah. there's this reaction shot of Prospero's face, like, uh, and that's a great shot. I love the, yeah. I love those quiet moments in comics, reveal thing, you know, and I thought that was a great one. And and then it immediately changed the subject, you know, it's like, oh, we gotta, get, uh, so um, there was, that one, it kind of rings true. I've just posted the link to Oliver in the chat so, as well, like, anyone that can find that. Um, and that is actually getting towards oh. the end of our time, so if we want to sort of do some final thoughts and then we can tell everyone where they can find because really enjoying this chat and I would love this to be one of my hour and a half episodes. Physio coming soon to look at my neck. <laughs> because I've been in here well, for I've got six weeks. <laughs> exactly. I've been in here for six weeks doing assignments, so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I try to, yeah. Well, I just, um, I think with the book, I think to wrap things up, kind of like where I, I do want to pick up the rest of them. I think it's definitely something I'd even like to get in a graphic novel, hard copy format. There's a lot of going for it. I'm curious to what happens. I hope they don't, okay, here's my feeling. I, I hope they don't ruin it. Because <laughs> <laughs> could, they could just go for the easy way out or they think super, you know, twisty and, you know, go for that twist ending and all that. But I, 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 I just want them to tell this, uh, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to, to taking um, in terms of um, the first thing that came up, I mean, all the references to Shakespeare and all the references uh, at Dickens uh, as an English teacher, <laughs> high school English teacher, it's kind of like, oh man, this is like, they're talking about, uh, so I, re I really appreciate, uh, you know, that aspect, which I felt important uh, to, you know, to maintain and to uh, my interest, at least mine, my interest. I was suckered yeah. in with that. Yeah, well, uh, I'm up to issue four. And I'm eagerly awaiting. And so far, I can tell you that I don't feel like they've done anything eh, with the story. Like, I'm eagerly and like, I'm thrilled to go back and reread all four. Okay. So every single time I've seen that there was a new issue, I have grabbed it yeah. immediately. Um, I think that's it. And I said, yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I want. I think I, if I'm, if I'm, I, I really like a, a physical copy. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I mean, I like reading it, but I find I it, uh, impact. I kind of like being able to put the book down. Down, walk away, come back to it, look at it again. There's yeah. something about physical object. I'm just, I'm going to no. say, but it's something about the physical object is really attractive to me. And like when you showed me that die cut cover of that comic, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Right. Having uh, something, you know, that you can touch and interact with physically, um, that really yeah. gets me excited about it. I, I prefer that to myself. Um, I literally only buy digital comics. A single floppy issue can be up to $9. Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, between 6 um, to $9. Yeah, I've kind of given floppy. up on floppies. I feel bad. But, um, I, I yeah, I've kind of given up there. But I, I, I've, been, I've been collecting the graphic novels. Yeah, um, that's what I do when I can. You know, can. collections when I can. And I, I just feel, yeah, I like reading the whole story now. I, I used to get excited about the, the cliffhangers. I mean, the old Alpha Flights in the 80s and yep. the Daredevils and, you know, and that sort of thing. I, I really liked, you know, having to wait another month to find out what's going to happen and yep. not having social media to ruin it for you. Um, but uh, I think now when I sit down, I, I love to look at a continuous story. So all yeah. the Watchmen issues are in one book, Come or Marvels. Uh, it's, it's nice to have that volume. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. There's always like extra stuff in the back, which is... Yeah. <laughs> and if I remember rightly, pretty sure Derek said there is a trade. Oh, good. Well, that's good. I think it's it's deserving. It should be a comic, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Say again? Is that, uh, I think Oliver is an Image comic, not yes. mistaken. I yes, don't have the win. But I think it was from Image Comics. So. Yeah. And and they've been doing some really innovative stuff, uh, which, which is always nice. You yeah. Know? I was a big Oni fan for many years. Yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim and all that. And, um, and the Queen of Country, that sort of thing. And now... Um, and I'm not, now that I'm sort of getting back into what I want to do with comics for myself, uh, it's weird what I'm going back to. I'm going back to old Tintin volumes oh, <laughs> and and that sort of thing, just to get that that size, right? I, I love the the big vo- uh, album size of French comics. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of interested in doing something that big for my next project. That would be uh, cool. Fifty pages hardcover. I think it would be yep. uh, print on demand. I think. I'm, I'm looking at a hundred page um, hardcover because mine's going to be an anthology of with multiple writing pages. It's going to be an interesting mm. project. But I have one yeah. final suggestion for you. you. Can get this one in trade. This is the one that. True. Um, okay. Oh, Chew. I, yeah. yeah, I think I saw your. Um... Yeah, that's the last of you were talking about Chew. Yeah. yeah, that was our last episode, and um, and there's a a sequel slash prequel that's going off. Like it's a, it's a second. <laughs> I, I kind of picked that up last episode. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's it's really cool. Um, it's about his sister, the main character's sister, instead of him, and all yeah. the things that she was doing while that comic was happening. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like he's a cop and she's a criminal. Oh wow, that's kind of an. Yeah, so uh, it's really cool. It's got a new artist, which gives yeah. it like a fresh feel, but it still feels like it belongs in that universe. So it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And that is time. So uh, that has been uh, really fun, rambly in some points, because I always ramble, but really fun talk. And I really thank David for today. Um, David, do you want to let people know where they can on social media? Purchase your well, thank wonderful you. mini. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, if you go to okamarts.com, it kind of has all the links on there. You go to go. So you can buy how to draw books that I do. Uh, you can buy uh, role playing, the ever popular grammar world, uh, which you seem to like. I also do save the day. And so, um, yeah, you can find these on the, the website, com, on drive through role playing. I usually sell them through. Uh, and uh, and I have comics on drive through comics uh, as well uh, purchase. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's where I'm that's where I usually try to put everything so that people can find where I'm at. Awesome. Uh, I have a Patreon as well, um, which uh, creates pa- paper miniatures, uh, two sets a month. So they're 45 to 50 minis a month have for the price of so a fancy fast? coffee. <laughs> it took me like 10 months just to finish that one pack from and, well, the it's, Indiegogo. It's, you know, a lot of the it's funny because <laughs> it happens. I mean, uh, for me, uh, I, I, it just kind of flows. I'm, I'm going to create the miniatures no matter what, so I might as well sell them, right? So yeah. um, there's, it's just, it's an unending flow of miniatures and ideas. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose that is the difference uh, for me between everyone else. In I just the, wish, I just wish I could draw fast. Well, me too. I, I'm still working on uh, that sci-fi poster that you last saw a preview of because I've had to put it down for. A while. I think that is a core difference between me and everybody else in the mini community, and why I shouldn't hold myself to everybody else's speed is that I, that's not my only thing i'm usually working on about five different things from five different genres yes. of projects so and that's okay i mean i, I yeah because I'm, yeah. I'm always I, jealous of I, how I'm fast all over the place works. in genres i know that they're making them yeah and I know there's a lot of people that are making some wonderful fantasy miniatures, and that's. But mm. for me, I'm interested in modern work in 1960s spy movie. I'm interested in 1930s radio dramas. Uh, so I, I want to have all these genres and elements together. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the first game I made uh, that I sold online was Katana Schoolgirls versus Zombie Furries. You know, like, <laughs> it was kind of one of those. Yeah. I don't know what I wanted. I don't know what I'm doing, but here, but here it is. Right, and that's what I do love about your work as well, is because you are hitting all those genres. Because most people stick to the high fantasy, but you're hitting all those other genres. I want to hit 
some of the weird sci-fi cartoony stuff at some point but like right now when i do work on my i'm having fun doing my take on high fantasy but i really do look forward to trying weird kitschy yes. sci-fi stuff eventually awesome yeah and i think i make them fast as them so I yeah mean, when i get an idea i mean these miniatures are i'm gonna use on my table so i'm gonna use them probably next week so i better get them done yeah <laughs> so no exactly. that's that's been a, a driving yeah that, that's exactly Alrighty. well that is time and for anyone who is new today i am sean and you can find me at sean sunday art on all your social media platforms um some variation therein of that if you are an australian illustrator you can find my discord um, for australian illustrators if you are an rpg creative making accessories games yourself writing modules or any of that sort of stuff or a streamer you can find the australian rpg creatives discord all under my link tree uh, also if you just like my work and want to find out more about no cape uh, want to see all dave's links which i'm going to put into the discord for the no capes episode today um, you can join my discord all of which are available via the link tree in my twitter bio or if you go exclamation mark discord in the chat right now you will see it i'm gonna do that right now because ta-da excellent well thank you very much for joining <laughs> me dave um that was really fun and that was a really good test of the new computer oh, thank you which it's working aces even with the um slight internet issues that you were experiencing everything good. has streamed really smoothly um for the first time in my entire streaming history i have zero dropped frames <laughs> And that's amazing. So thank you for being here for my pilot test. That's great. This has been the best performance stream-wise that I've ever had. It's historic. It's a historic moment. It is. It is. It's a level up and it's motivating me. And I feel really good about the future of this show. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, I look forward to chatting with awesome. you more in depth offline about the rest of Oliver once you've thank read you. it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to <laughs> say... Thank you. <laughs> Don't spoil it. No, I won't. I won't. Once you've finished reading it, let me know, and we'll talk. Hey, thank you for joining us, and goodbye. Thanks for listening. This has been No Capes. If you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us at No Capes Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me on BrainBeast Studios or at BrainBeastSean on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, consider subscribing on Patreon or dropping us a donation on Ko-fi. You'll find those linked in the description. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you for the next episode.